Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. This morning, what I'd like to do in our study and meditation of the Divine Liturgy is juxtapose four things. I want to juxtapose a prayer that we do before communion, a prayer that we do after communion, with something that Paul says in the epistle reading today to the Ephesians, and to the story of the rich man who approaches Christ asking for mortal life. Let me begin with that rich man. Christ says to us that it is as easy as a camel to go through the eye of a needle as it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And the rich man represents very accurately the average American, because especially according to historical standards, the United States is one of the richest countries in the entirety of history. Even our poor would be rich by ancient standards. And one of the reasons that it is difficult for us as rich, as Americans, to enter into the kingdom of heaven is because it requires us to put all of our trust in Christ. We are very used to being a nation built upon the idea of individualism, of being self-reliant. And much of the riches that are made in the United States today are made by self-made people. People who start with meager beginnings, work very hard, and end up creating wonderful things that they then sell to the world and make millions of dollars. And what happens in this situation is that we begin to think that we can do this on our own rather than relying upon God and the gifts that he gives us to do all of this good. Now, if we, I'm going to be a little bit of a, a, a literature nerd here. If we think of the average American as Gollum from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Gollum is one of those people who thinks he can do things on his own. He has this great treasure, he thinks, in the one ring, the ring of power, and he desires it above all else, and he will do anything to get it. But here's the thing, if he doesn't have the ring, he dies. If he gets the ring, he dies. Americans, if they get rich, they die. If they don't get rich, they die. And in many cases, the very thing that we want the most is the thing that kills us. If we think of, for example, drug addicts, they think that they are most happy when they are taking their drug, but it is the drug that will ultimately kill them. If we think about, you know, comedy today, many comedians are coming out against the First Amendment in the name of suppressing hate speech, but without the protections of the First Amendment, comedy becomes virtually impossible because they are no longer free to criticize and to make fun of anybody that they want. 
So it's career suicide if they go after the First Amendment. In fact, Hollywood today, with their years of preaching to us about morality, especially the protection of women's and women's rights, to a bunch of people who are hedonists, is something that is coming back and destroying careers. The very thing they thought they wanted is the very thing that is bringing them down. So in contrast to this reality of these perishable things, wealth, power, riches, comfort, all of these things will eventually crumble and go away. No matter how strongly we build a society, no matter how strong a foundation is in a building or a monument, eventually all of it will be swept away by decay and time. We have this prayer that we do just prior to communion. It says, the Lamb of God is apportioned and distributed, apportioned but not divided, ever eaten, yet never consumed, but sanctifying those who partake. In contrast with the riches of the world, with the power of the world, we have Christ. He can never be consumed. He never ends. He is eternal. No matter how much we receive from him, he will always have more. We can always rely on Christ. Indeed, if we go back to the imagery from the Garden of Eden and that tree of life that stands at the center of the garden, that tree is the cross, the precious and life-giving cross. And the fruit that hangs from that tree is our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, his body and his blood, which is being offered to you today. And it is a fruit that never ends, that will always be there. There will always be more to partake. And then after we take communion, the people chant, we have seen the true light. We have received the heavenly spirit. We have found the true faith, worshiping the undivided Trinity, for the Trinity has saved us. So in contrast with the world and all of the things that it offers us and the light that it claims to have pales in comparison to the true light, which is God himself. Christ, he is the light. He is the light that comes into the world, as John says. And with him comes the Father and the Holy Spirit, because wherever Christ is, there is the Holy Trinity. We worship the undivided Trinity. God himself enters into us. And Paul tells us today that grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Not ours, not our standard, not the world's standard, but Christ's measure. And as we said in the liturgy, he is never consumed. So the grace given to us by Christ's measure has no end. It is boundless, measureless, because Christ has given us himself. And as the eternal God, there is no beginning and there is no end to the grace that he offers us. And therefore, the antidote for the addiction of the world, the antidote for wanting the next update, wanting the newest model, being consumed by what is the latest trend and what is the latest fashion, by trying to stay ahead of the neighbor, with trying to keep up with who's in power and who is not, trying to keep up with the internal quest for power, is here. Because all we need is here. Christ, our immortal King and God, whose grace has no measure 
and whose grace is to give us eternal life and entrance into his kingdom. So when we make this the center of our lives as it was the center of the Garden of Eden, all of those things of the world become secondary, not nearly as important as we think they are. And because we have the undivided Trinity within us through the body and blood of Christ, we have the ability and the strength to say no, to turn our back upon all of the temptations that the world brings. Imagine for a moment, for those of you who are familiar with the Lord of the Rings, how powerful it would have been if Gollum had been able to say no to the Ring of Power. How powerful and marvelous it is for the drug addict to be presented with the object of their addiction and to say no. This is the power that has been given to us because what we partake of here has no end and has been given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. He who is eternal, without beginning, without end, and all-powerful. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, to the ages of ages.